Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. Turn with us tonight to the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter number 6, we're going to begin at verse number 10. And I want to read down through verse number 20 as our text tonight. Ephesians chapter number 6, verse number 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Amen. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Having done all to stand, having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And for me that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in bonds, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Father, we thank you for your word. We pray for the unction to share it. We're praying for the anointing, God, that Lord makes it real to us all and it changes. Help us now, we pray, as we open our heart to it, open it to our heart. We're trusting you in this as we yield as best we know how. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As Paul ended the letter to the Ephesians, what you'll find is that he has a clear message to the church in Ephesus. There were certainly uh, battles and struggles, persecution. There were things that were going on that the apostle felt compelled to deal with. And as we find this particular passage of Scripture, I'm sure that many of you tonight think you're going to get another message on the armor of God, uh, but that's not the point of the message. Uh, God has given me a different thought. It came fairly quickly on Monday and Uh, quite intently, and I want to do my best today to uh, try to prepare us and remind us of the Christian warfare. I believe we heard a message or maybe two during the revival that could have been uh, at least in this same category, simple reminders that we have a responsibility as the men and women of Christ to be ready to do battle each and every day. He was writing this to the church. He wasn't trying to compel 
a lost person to battle for Christ. He was simply, I believe, reaching out and, ad- and sharing in this admonishment to the body of Christ the importance for us uh, to bear underneath the burden. Now, what the Apostle Paul said, I want to be careful to spend uh, just a moment tonight in what he was saying in verse number 10. He said, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I want to say tonight that our our leader, our captain tonight is the strongest that there is. Uh, I've tried him and certainly not extensively, but I've read also uh, throughout the pages of this book and I have found him to be unequal. And when the Apostle Paul said, be strong, I don't believe he was suggesting to you and I that it is a process that we have to go through. I believe what he was saying is that if we understand who brings our strength, then we can simply make a decision and we can be strong when it comes to the battle and fighting in this good fight. May I say today that you've been equipped. If you've been born again, the third part of the Godhead lives in you and may I say that he's just as strong as the Lord Jesus himself. You can't separate them. All three, one. And if God the Father is the strongest, the greatest, and Jesus is God, and the Holy Spirit is God, and these three are one, may I say that Jesus did more than equip you and I, but he put within you and I the greatest strength that could ever be given. When he says, be strong, I believe it's simply an inference that you already can be, will you be? Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Now, when we try to think or estimate the power of God, may I say that it's a futile attempt. The very best I can do (laughs) doesn't even come close. The very best that I could estimate the power of God that could speak in a world would be created just because of spoken word. I want you to know that his power goes far beyond anything else in this world. I would also say tonight that we do have an enemy and he is a formidable foe as an adversary. He goes about uh, as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. But may I say to you today, he is a created being and has no power compared to my God. God, compared to the Lord Jesus Christ, he has no strength that is measurable in comparison. Now, we say, and I heard Brother Dustin say it just a second ago, confirming in my heart what the need among us. We have a need in our lives to be strong in the Lord. Now, in the Lord is the difference. Now, if you try to be strong in yourself, you're going to go down. Right, I'll be the first one to tell you that I'm not going to stand toe-to-toe with the devil, not in my flesh. I don't have that strength. I don't have that ability. I don't have that spiritual aptitude. But what I can say is when I am in the Lord, there is a power from his might that exceeds everything else that my enemy might do. I realize there's a lot of folks, younger folks here tonight, and they've not been through very many battles so far. But they'll come. God tells you he's coming. You'll be in as many battles as the rest of us have been. And what you're going to find is that our captain is always faithful. Yeah. 
<laughs> Our captain is able in every circumstance to deliver me. There's never been a foe. There's never been a battle. There's never been a problem that he's not able to take care of. When the apostle Paul said, be strong in the Lord, he was referring to this Christian warfare. He's fixing to tell us what kind of armor to put on. But oh, can we see tonight that in the Lord Jesus Christ, he is all powerful today. Oh, we think too small of God. We underestimate his power and his ability. We, we, we far uh, exceed in our own thoughts who he is and yet still miss the mark concerning who the Lord Jesus Christ is. May I say today that I went through back into the Old Testament and just started thinking through so many of those battles that took place and those that were waged in the name of the Lord, did you know that I didn't find not one time, Paul, he lost? That encourage anybody but me? Not one time did he lose a battle. When I think about the record of the Lord Jesus Christ in every battle that he's been a part of, I can tell you he is undefeated. When the Apostle Paul said, be strong in the Lord, that was some good encouragement right there. That was sound advice. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. There's something to that because what I want us to remember tonight and encouragement to our own hearts is that the Holy Spirit of God lives in me. There is no power comparable to him. Every one of us ought to wake up every morning and be ready to salute. To say to the captain, what will it be today? The foe's coming. The battle, will, the battle will begin. Sometimes, as the brother said, it'll begin when you get to work. Sometimes it'll begin when you just have to deal with your own family. But regardless of what it is that you're dealing with, I want to remind you today that if you're in the Lord and in the power of his might, friend, you are strong and you're strong through him and there's not a strength that will outdo that strength. You can win the battle every time. The apostle Paul said, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Now, a lot of you just blinking your eyes back at me, but I want you to know that this is a truth that'll set you free. When you wake up tomorrow and you're facing the battle of your life, I want you to know that you can be strong in the Lord. Regardless of how you feel, it ain't about you. It's about the one that lives in you. And according to the Bible, greater is he that's in you than he that lives in the world. What I want you to know is that he is in you and there is none like him. He's undefeated. He's never lost a battle. He's never lost a soul. He's never lost you. And brother, I believe we, as the apostle Paul said, we are persuaded that that which we have committed unto him, he is able to keep it. You say, how come? Because he's strong. Ain't nobody able to take it from him. Do you know today that if the devil could pluck him out of his hand, he would have. If the devil could take you out of his hand, he would have. But he don't have the power. And so the apostle was trying to get them to understand, I believe. He said, my brethren, listen to me. Be strong in the Lord. You be strong. Say, preacher, I'm not that kind of person. I just can't be. According to the word of God, if you've got the spirit of God in you, what you're doing is absent of faith. You're allowing this world to run shot over you when all the while the greatest power that's ever been known to man lives inside your heart. Shame on me. For every battle that I have ever failed in. Shame on me for those that I have lost because I didn't stand strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. 
Now, I've got three things I want to share concerning the Christian warfare tonight from the text. But I want, I want to start tonight as the platform from which we'll launch by reminding you that you have been employed into the service of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Now, as a single person, I don't have much ability. I realize that and confess it before him every day. But I also confess that there is one in me that is formidable. He has never been defeated and is all-powerful. If you was to drop a single man in the middle of Afghanistan, I wouldn't give you a nickel for his life for about 10 minutes. But if you surround him with the United States military, he's got a big, he's got, he's got a, a winning solution there. Now, I thought about that this morning as I was meditating on the message, and I thought, you know, that's probably true, but I don't know that it's true, not today. Maybe we'd go back 10 years. Maybe we'd go back 20 years. Maybe we'd go back 50 years to the men and women of the United States military that fought for a cause. But here's what I know. When they went to battle, they won. The analogy simply is to mean that we're not in this alone. (laughs) It feels like it though, doesn't it? feels like it sometimes when you stand there on the end of a production line and everything's going to the pot around you and all the people around you are lost and everything you hear is ungodly and wicked and it seems like it just bombards you over and over. May I say to you today, you're not alone. Amen. You've never been alone and that which is in you is greater than anybody that's around you even if it was 10,000 or 100. That makes no difference. The Bible said that God sent poor Gideon down there with 300 men against 100,000 and they didn't even have a sword. You need to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I suppose this particular part of the message is the reproof I I believe some of us live half-hearted when it comes to the battle. And that's the reason we lose them. That's the reason we fail in them. And we need to be exhorted today to recognize that if the power of Christ lives in you, I have no excuse to be marking ones or twos in the lost column. If the Lord Jesus Christ dwells in me, I have all the power that's necessary to win any battle that will ever come my way. Now, Say, preacher, you're preaching it from a good day. Maybe, maybe not, but I can tell you this, regardless of the day you had, if it's in Christ, you have all power. So let's start the message with that clear understanding, right? Because if what you're saying, you're sitting there shaking your head, said, I don't have the power. I just can't do it. That's the very kind of attitude the Apostle Paul was trying to address at that moment. Don't tell me you can't do it. Don't tell me you don't have the strength. If that's that's where you stand tonight, you're basing it upon your flesh. And your flesh never can do it, nor will it ever have the strength. But you have something in you that is greater than anything else in the world. And the Apostle Paul says it without hesitation. Be strong. Be strong in him. And in the power of his might, you be strong because he dwells in you. All right, I want to share with you the message. Number one, 
once we have established ourselves as men and women of this Christian warfare, right? And that's the first thing. A lot of people wake up and never realize they're even in a battle, right? And that's a good way to get you get your head took off spiritually is to wake up and not, not even think that the devil's out there, that the adversary's out there, that there's an enemy out there and that he desires to destroy you. But also wake up knowing that in you lies the greatest power that's ever been known to mankind, and it is mine. It is through Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, that abides within me. When I am in the Lord, I am in the power of his mind. So number one, suit up. Suit up. I'm not going to go through all the armor. You've done been through it. Go through it again. If you want some homework, take it home. But we need to suit up. The Apostle Paul spends the next several verses telling them of the armament that the Lord God has given you. I want you to know today that each one of them are special, each one of them are priceless, and each one of them are spiritual. But within themselves, I'm not here tonight to brag on them. I'm not here to tell you about them. What I'm here to do is to tell you to put them on. They're all meant for you. I thought of this analogy. If I was to somehow or another have a desire to join the Blunt County Police Force and was somehow able to make it through the training and they'd issue me a weapon and some kind of body armor and I'd go home to my wife and say, won't you look at that weapon? She'd say, wow, that's a weapon, yeah. And if I went back the next day and said, look at that weapon, she'd say, yeah, you showed me that last time. I'd say, that's a weapon. And i go back the next day and say, would you look at that weapon? She'd say, I'm tired of hearing about that weapon. <laughs> I don't have to brag on what he's given me. i got to put it on. I don't need to preach to you about all of the different things that the Lord God has equipped you with to make you strong in this warfare. I don't have to brag on the shield, nor the helmet, nor the shoes, nor all of these other things. Every one of them are good. Every one of them are necessary. They're all spiritual and they're priceless possessions given to you of God. But they don't help you a bit if you don't put them on. And half of us run around naked trying to fight the battle of the devil. And we want somebody to preach us about the problem ain't whether or not you got all the stuff you need. How many of us understand and acknowledge the Lord Jesus equipped us with everything we need the very instant we got saved? The problem ain't understanding what's available for us to put on. We understand we have the equipment. God has provided me both defensive and offensive materials. I have no lack of equipment. The problem I have is suiting up for the battle every day. What the apostle Paul said was to take And to put on the whole armor of God. Put it on. Suit up. Every day. If we're going to be strong in the power of his might, he has equipped us with all that we need. But the question is, is will we put on the Lord Jesus Christ each and every day? The apostle broke it down in these very wonderful different 
helps. And as he said it, he simply said, put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now, when I looked up the word wiles, it simply said trickery. How many know today that the enemy don't fight fair? He does everything he can to undermine what you're doing without you knowing that he's doing it. He is subtle according to Genesis more than any other serpent could have been. The devil was subtle. He is out there today and his very intent is to kill and to destroy you. And if he can, he will take you, body and soul, into hell. But what I want you to know today is that the Lord has given you all that you need. The question is, will you put on the whole armor of God? You can withstand the wiles of the devil. And I mean his trickery. I mean his subtlety. I mean his lies and everything else. You say, preacher, how are we supposed to deal being bombarded with all of that every day and the wickedness and the spiritual wickedness and high places and all of these other dark forces? May I say today, there is no one that can get to the child of God when they're in the power of his might. And they have put on the whole armor of God. Suit up. It's time that the church of Jesus Christ suit up. We get it on. We put it on. We we have everything we need. The power of God is in us already. We need to employ everything that has been given to us. And we need to fight this good fight. The Christian warfare will not end. Right, It'll start when you get saved and it won't end until you die. You'll fight these battles and you'll fight these struggles and you'll have an enemy out there that is constantly trying to tear you down and to destroy you, to upset your testimony, to destroy your family, to take it all down with him. But what I want you to know is, is that he's not taking anything from you unless you're the one that gives in. If we are strong in the Lord, then we need to suit up. We need to suit up recognizing that everything that we have has been given of God and is purposeful. There's one thing that uh, stuck out to me that I want to mention before we move to the next, the next point. But, but the Bible said, or the apostle said it like this. He said, take the sword of the Spirit. I had to stop and think about that a minute as I just studied the text. The sword of the Spirit. That's an inference that the Spirit of God has his own sword. And the Apostle Paul just told us what it is. He said, take, you take the sword of the Spirit. And taking the sword of the Spirit. Now I want you to know that not in any way do I think I'm taking his sword. I got a feeling that that's his sword and he ain't sharing it. But he wants me to understand that what the Spirit of God has as a sword is the same thing that I have. And he's telling me to take the sword, which is the Word of God, he said, 
take the sword, which is the sword of the Spirit. It is the very thing I believe the Spirit of God is ever trying to use in your life and in mine. How many believe the Spirit of God fights battles for us? And I believe today the sword of the Spirit is the Word of God. And I believe I have the Word of God too. And according to the Apostle Paul, I ought to take the Word of God everywhere I go. You say, preacher, do you mean carry your Bible? No, I mean put it in your heart. Let the Word of God be in you. The very thing the Lord Jesus fought the devil with in the wilderness of temptation was the Word of the Almighty. And did you know that the devil was defeated all three times just by using the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God? Sudat. But number two, number two, we need to stand up. We need to stand up. Once he had given them all of the different armaments that have been given to us as equipment for this warfare, The Lord, or the apostle Paul said in verse number 13, wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all. Now that having done all part, I believe infers to what he had just spoke of, the whole armament that we're allowed to put on and asked to put on, including the sword of the spirit and the shield of faith and all of those things as we stand in the power of his might and we fight this good fight of faith, this Christian warfare, we engage in the battle that we're in. What he said is, once you have done all you can do, just stand just stand you ever been in a place where you didn't think you could do anything else you didn't know what to do next you'd prayed and you'd prayed and you'd searched and you had stood and you had done everything in your heart that that you know to do in this spiritual battle this christian warfare and you find yourself having done all that you know to do according to the apostle paul he was well aware with such a a predicament and i want you to know that i don't believe it's uncommon or unusual anybody in this good warfare is going to find themselves at time to time having done everything they know to do and still having not seen the battle won and yet the apostle paul was able in his wisdom to share through the Holy Spirit the simple truth. He said, once you've done all, just stand. Stand up. (laughs) You say, preacher, that's so simple, you shouldn't even preach it. Is it so simple? I'd suggest to you today that more than not of our own church members have not stood Having done all, stand. Stand, therefore. Stand up. Don't give in. Don't step back. Don't allow the enemy one more inch. Whatever you've got to do, hold your ground. Do not give up. Do not give in. Keep standing for God. You will not fail in the power of his might. That's his promise. No, I think we've missed this. Again, I'm preaching to the choir. (laughs) And I'll say again, you're a good choir. But as I think about so many that ain't here. Now, I'm not talking about all of them. And I don't know anybody's heart. But I'm suggesting tonight that there's a bunch of people don't stand no more. 
I would suggest we probably ought to preach this maybe more often, not less often. Having done all, we ought to at least stand. I may not be able to make any headway today. I may not be able to turn the tide in the battle today. I may need some reinforcement and can't see them coming, but I can stand. I do not have to give up ground when it comes to the devil. I do not have to yield any of my already gathered gained ground. I don't have to lay down or surrender ever to a devil. You be strong. This is not about your neighbor. It's about you being strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind. Some will dismiss it tonight. and By the end of the week, they'll find them in, a, in, in such a battle that they have no idea what to do because they wasn't paying attention tonight. They wasn't letting the Spirit of God apply to them these simple truths. You better suit up and you better stand up. And to stand, he said, having done all, the very least we can do is to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Stand for God today. Stand. It's unpopular to stand As a matter of fact, those that do stand end up with targets on them. Sometimes the the very standing within itself presents a target to the enemy that's easy to shoot at. But there are times, and I believe the apostle was dealing with those times in this particular verse, there are times when you have done all you know to do. You have searched the scriptures, you have prayed, you have on the armor of God and you still feel like that the army against you is too great. I want you to know that you're not the only one. Gideon thought that the army was too great and God kept whittling down his own army. Every person that stands before the host of many want to know this one thing. Is God for me or is he against me? May I say today, it's not about whether he's for you. Are you for him? And what he said was, is be strong in him. Be strong in his might, not your might. Suit up and stand up. Stand. You know when it's hard to stand? When nobody else is standing with you. There's been a many a Christian sit down because nobody else would stand. I'd like to say tonight that we could look at our neighbors and we could everyone say, well, at least I know she'll stand or I know he'll stand. At least I know I'm not alone. At least I know that tomorrow if the battle gets greater than, and, and, and if I call brother so-and-so, I know he'll stand. I can't honestly say that. I don't know that whether that's true or not true. But what I can say is that there is a requirement to me as a soldier for Jesus Christ. If I can't do nothing else, I am to stand firm. Way too many people have given up ground to the devil. 
and didn't have to. They'll blame it on everything under the sun. There's a thousand excuses and they'll make a thousand more. And you can tell me a hundred thousand times why you can't stand for God. But according to Ephesians chapter number six, ain't none of it true. Because if you're standing in the power of his might and you have suited up, I can assure you tonight that there is no force of this world. There is no evil of this world. There is nothing that can take away our God or his power. Stand. Plenty of people have given up. There's been plenty that have decided I can't stand this. How many times you heard, I can't take no more. Can't stand no more. Tell you right now, that doesn't sound like a person that's been suited up and that's living in the power of his might. Because according to the Apostle Paul, you will be able to withstand in the evil day. But you got to suit up. You got to recognize that every day that we step into the field of duty, we step into the firing line every day that we engage in this good warfare. We must do it by being strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Suit up, stand up, and lastly, we better be prayed up. Verse number 18, the last thing that Paul would tell him here is concerning this spiritual warfare, this Christian warfare that we're in, is he said, praying always. Now, I like, I like how he said it there. It's confusing, at least initially, but he said, praying always with all prayer. It seems a little bit uh, redundant, but I believe he meant every word of that. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. We preached not long ago about praying without ceasing and the importance of prayer, and the power of prayer. And all of these things are true. And yet here we find that the Apostle Paul said that when it comes to the spiritual warfare, once you've suited up and you're standing up, there is no substitute for prayer. We must pray up. There must always be a prayer on our lips, the supplication necessary for you and I to engage in battle and to win that battle doesn't require that we engage physically, but it does, it does require we engage spiritually. And friend, that means prayer. If we're going to win a battle for God, it will be through prayer. Verse 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication. These are the things that must be employed day after day, time after time, hour after hour. Sometimes you might pray all day long. Pray without ceasing. Let there be a prayer always on your lips. When the enemy comes around, may there be a prayer concerning the encroachment. When the enemy begins to fire his fiery darts, let there be a prayer going up all the time. But make sure, friend, that when you're praying, it is with that supplication. And according to the Apostle Paul, pray in the Spirit. Again, where's the strength and the power of his might coming from? It's the one that dwells within us. How many know tonight that if our prayers are truly 
from a broken heart and a contrite spirit that is within us that the spirit of the Almighty that dwells in us also offers up intercession for you and I. The Bible said in, in, in forms of groanings which cannot be uttered, the spirit of God that abides within me is offering up intercession unto Christ for me. May I say to you, when you're praying, he's praying. The battle is won because prayer is employed. Prayer is the key to see the power of God loosed in our lives, to see the enemies that attack us destroyed or at least put at bay. Suit up, stand up, pray up. The apostle would say in verse number 18 as well, watching there too, with all perseverance and supplication for all saints, don't just pray for yourself, he said, but keep, pay attention, look around you. If you see your neighbor under attack spiritually, reach out, let them know you're praying, stand with them, do something to employ or to help your neighbor. Friend, we're in this battle together. We're in the battle together. Pray up. And for me, that utterance may be given unto me that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in bonds. Pray up. If you say, preacher, are the people of New Providence Church ready for battle? I don't know. Are we... Because I can tell you, the more we do for God, the more of a target we become to the enemy. The more we try to fan the flames of a revival that just occurred in our hearts, the more we try to keep that revival going, the, the worse the enemy is going to get. Are we ready for that warfare? The Apostle Paul thinks we are. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. There's nothing that can keep the enemy. There's nothing that can destroy the enemy like him, his power, his strength. Suit up, stand up, pray up. These are activities that have to be part of our daily walk with Christ. Daily walk. If we're to win this Christian warfare, and I had to repent this morning as I came back in here and I was meditating on the, the message again. I had to repent. I had to simply say, God, forgive me for the battles I've lost. Because if I've lost them, it's because I, I didn't do it his way. Be strong in the Lord in the power of his might. Suit up, stand up, and pray up. These are activities that those engaged in this spiritual warfare must be constantly aware of and doing. Come and get a song. I don't know our hearts tonight, but I know this. The battle's coming if it ain't already in your, in your life. The battle that you fight tonight, maybe it's one that... Uh, particularly deals with the flesh. Listen, you can put the flesh down. That just takes discipline. That's all that is. If you're losing to the flesh, that's an issue of discipline. That's one of the first things they deal with at boot camp. 
Some of us wouldn't make it through. I repented and the best I, I could, I repented for battles that I know I didn't win. And then I thought of battles that uh, I could have helped somebody else win. But I wasn't ready. I didn't stand strong in the Lord or the power of His might. And when somebody else was, was waving their flag and trying to hold their ground, when they were asking for help, I wasn't there. Wasn't suited up. Wasn't ready. Every time somebody said, I don't think I'm going to make it. Were you, th- were you there? I, I, I'm always impressed and just astounded by the bravery of, of men in, in battle. And, and I think it's the Marines that, ha- that have the saying, that no man left behind. Uh, they don't care what they have to face, but they, nobody is left behind. Wounded. Nobody, they won't leave them behind. I think we actually got it too easy. I think we way soft when it comes to spiritual battle. I think we could look at some of the Marines in, in the United States Marine Corps, and we could say, you know what? I may not be able to fight that kind of battle. But when it comes to my brothers and my sisters in Christ, there's no man left behind. They ain't going down. That's the way we ought to be. Ain't having it. They're not going down, not on my watch. I'm going to be there. I ask you Sunday night, would you help me? We're going to have to start looking over on the other hill and see who's in distress. And start getting involved in their life and say, I'll stand with you. I'll help you fight for this hill. Ain't going to leave you behind. Ain't going to leave you behind. But I can't help nobody. If I ain't suited up, standing up, and prayed up, I can't help nobody. And truth is, there's probably been some I could have helped. But I wasn't there. I didn't engage. I didn't see my fellow man going down and recognize that that was an opportunity for me to love them. And to help them fight. My brethren, is what he said. Finally, my brethren, he was talking to all of them. 
He wasn't just talking to one man. He was talking to all of them. He said, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. You got everything you need. Oh, he's give you some of the best, best equipment. But no, the best equipment. He has given you the best armament that could ever be employed in Christian warfare. He issued it to you something when you got saved. He said, everything you're going to need, I got it for you right here. I stood, I stood up at nine years old, toting it all. I had it all. And the greatest of that was on the inside. A power that could put a rock in a sling and take down a giant. Right? And the stories go on and on. Well, we all nodding. This is going to take, it's going to take more than just agreeing that we should. Here's what I know. Devil's coming. Some of you, he's already started. But he's coming after the rest of us. Say, hey, you know, preacher, because I intend, if he'll help me to the end of my days, to be a target. I don't want the I don't want the flames of revival going out in me, and that's gonna make him mad. And when he's mad, he's gonna come after me. He's gonna come after my family. He's gonna come after my marriage. He's gonna come after my children. He's gonna do everything he can to get at me. I better be prayed up, suited up, so I can stand up. And when he comes to your house, if you need help, call me. Call your sister. Call your brother. Call that person in here that instead of just saying, well, that's, that's good advice, but uh, I ain't sure whether I'm going to do it or not. When you find out somebody's really standing for God, amen, make sure you join up. Get with them. I think there's stuff to be won yet. I believe there's some battles that we're going we're gonna to get on the other side of these victories, Greg. We're going to say, man, God sure did it then. Did you see what he did? That's what I want to see. I want to see the strongholds that have these people bound. I want to see them torn down. And I will, I can be no less than strong in the Lord and in the power of his might if I'm going to see any of it. Suit up, stand up, pray up. I don't know what you need tonight, but you better make a commitment. You better get disciplined. As the military learns real quick, you better get disciplined because you walk on the field of battle and you ain't ready to fight, you're the first one going down. How about we do this tonight? I got a feeling every one of us need help right here.
Every one of us need, to, need help applying this truth to our own heart. Why don't we all just come together and pray? I need it. You need it. We've got a battle to fight.